Support for Kansas City Today comes from Grandma's Office Catering, delivering made-from-scratch hot meals and individual boxed lunches for fast distribution to offices, warehouses, and factories, even on nights and weekends. Details are at grandmascatering.com. This is Kansas City Today. I'm Nomi Nujia-Dean. Today is Friday, May 19th. Coming up, a potential landfill in South Kansas City has been the center of months of debate from City Hall to Jefferson City. But like it or not, a landfill might be necessary sooner than we think. When a landfill gets down to eight to 10 years of life, they need to start looking to either expand or close down. We'll take a look at the state of trash in the city. Plus, the iconic Kansas City skyline is taking shape in miniature under a scroll saw in a Northland garage. So I started researching different buildings around town, really wanted to have something that seemed authentically Kansas City. We'll meet a man with a steady hand who spent months making a Kansas City-themed chess set. But first, some headlines. Kansas City, Kansas police have announced the arrest of two people in connection with the fatal shooting of a six-year-old boy. KCUR's Peggy Lowe reports. 20-year-old Lakivis Sloan and an unidentified 17-year-old were arrested for their alleged involvement in the shooting death of Sir Antonio Brown. The boy was killed on May 6th while outside working on his bike in a residential neighborhood of KCK. Sloan and the 17-year-old suspect were arrested by the FBI after getting off a Greyhound bus in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, Tuesday evening. Police say a third unidentified suspect remains at large. Wyandotte County District Attorney Mark Dupree charged Sloan with second-degree murder, aggravated assault, and endangering a child. Missouri and Kansas politicians say the states are spending a combined $60 million to prepare the Kansas City area for the 2026 Men's Soccer World Cup. Dylan Lyson of the Kansas News Service reports. Missouri plans to spend $50 million to renovate Arrowhead Stadium, where World Cup matches will be played. And Kansas is giving $10 million to Sporting Kansas City to improve the professional men's soccer team stadium to host other events during the tournament. Missouri Governor Mike Parson says Kansas City can learn from successfully hosting the NFL draft recently. Now you've got to get to a bigger stage, and we've got to do more. And we're going to showcase Missouri like it's never been shown before. Officials also unveiled a new nonprofit organization called KC2026 that will get the city ready to host part of the tournament. Service industry employees in Kansas City will no longer have to get a liquor license to work in a bar or restaurant. The Kansas City Council voted today to do away with the cards, which required servers and bartenders to pay $42 for a background check. Bradley Gilmore, chef and owner at Lula's Southern Cookhouse, supports the move. I think it shows that the city is behind the restaurant industry, which has had years of trouble. And I think this is a step in the right direction. The permit also kept people with criminal records from working in restaurants or bars. The new rules require managers to not hire someone if they've been convicted of a sex crime. We'll be back after this. This podcast is looking for good deals on great food. But sometimes we need to grab a bite late at night. What are some of your favorite late-night happy hours in the KC Metro? Text us at 816-601-4777. That's 816-601-4777. Standard texting rates apply.
A private developer has been quietly purchasing land around the southern border of Kansas City to build a new landfill. But as word started getting out earlier this year, nearby cities and residents sounded the alarm, expressing fierce opposition to a landfill in their backyard. The debate has raised a key question. Does Kansas City need a new landfill? KCUR's Chris Fortune reports, it's not too early to talk about it. Hate and vitriol again. Take it out on... On the afternoon of May 4th, Republican Senator Rick Bratton launched into his fourth hour of a filibuster. This is deciding to decide with someone who stands to make billions of dollars at the detriment of my constituency. He was fighting to bring House Bill 909 to a vote. It prevents a landfill from being built within a mile of another city without their permission, and it impacts the landfill project in South Kansas City, an area Bratton represents. Exhausted and frustrated, Bratton appealed to his colleagues. And it's quite clear that people in this building don't care, and they're going to make the person trying to fight for their constituents stand as long as it's possible. And that's fine, because I'm going to stand as long as I possibly can to do it. Several cities, including Ray Moore, Lee Summit, Grandview, and Belton, have passed legislation opposing the potential landfill. They worry a stinky, noisy facility will pollute their neighborhoods and drive down home values. The Kansas City Council placed a moratorium on landfill permits earlier in March until a review of the city's trash needs is complete. But even though a landfill project is on ice for now, what to do about Kansas City's trash should be an ongoing conversation. Because Kansas City generates a lot of trash. Kansas City Public Works Director Michael Shaw says garbage trucks are constantly making trips to the landfill. We have crews that go out every single day. Uh, somewhere in the area of around 30 trash trucks on a daily basis go out and pick up trash. Um, each truck does roughly 1,000 to 1,500 homes a day. When the truck is loaded, they'll actually drive it to the landfill. Courtney Ridge Landfill in Sugar Creek is the city's primary landfill for municipal waste, which is what garbage trucks pick up at your homes and businesses. Tom Jacobs with the Mid-America Regional Council says every Kansas City resident produces around 7.5 pounds of waste per day on average. That adds up to over 3.8 million pounds, or 1,900 tons of trash produced citywide every day. A 2022 Missouri Department of Natural Resources survey showed Courtney Ridge had an estimated 19 years of remaining space. Jacob says if the landfill continues to operate at the same capacity and Kansas Cityans keep producing trash at the same rate, the landfill space may need to be addressed in the next 10 years. We might want to start community conversations sooner because these are complicated endeavors. Jacob said all options, including landfills, could be considered, but the goal should be to put the most sustainable waste program in place. I would say that it's always prudent to be looking towards the future and understanding what our needs might be and that we plan accordingly. Now, 10 years may feel like plenty of time, but it takes a long time to approve a landfill. It takes a minimum of five years to even get a permit. But David Drilling with the Missouri Department of Natural Resources said it usually takes seven to eight years. I know the general rule of thumb is when a landfill gets down to eight to ten years of life, they need to start looking to either expand or close down. Another challenge, Drilling says, is figuring out where a new landfill can go. Sometimes new landfills are placed closer to cities to reduce transportation costs. Courtney Ridge is about 19 miles from downtown Kansas City. It's definitely getting harder to site landfills. Many of the facilities that we have in the state were built 20 years ago, and as urban areas expand, they sprawl out a little bit and they might get closer. One detail not accounted for in that 10-year timeline? Building public support and trust. Drilling says the way things have played out in Kansas City has been unusual. 
He says he was surprised by the public's awareness of the landfill project before an application was submitted because the process of building a landfill takes years. I don't know if we've seen it on this scale or this early in the process before because we heard about the possibility of this facility from the backlash before we even had contact from the people that were proposing it. A proposed ordinance from the Kansas City Council should keep a landfill application from being processed for a year. In the meantime, city officials are working to implement programs to divert more waste from landfills. And Mayor Quentin Lucas has promised, quote, regional conversations about our trash needs. For KCUR 89.3, I'm Chris Fortune. A Kansas City hobbyist has been making custom architectural chess sets out of wood, modeling them after skylines in San Francisco and New York. KCUR's Julie Denache reports his latest set features hometown icons like the Power and Light Building, Bartle Hall, and Liberty Memorial. David Pentamone guides a narrow piece of walnut on the table of his scroll saw. It takes a steady hand. Slowly, the Art Deco lines of a skyscraper begin to take shape. This is the queen of the chess set, and this is themed after the Power and Light building. During the week, Pentamone works as a training manager at Amazon. But the 21-year-old has a lot of hobbies. He plays disc golf, he likes photography, and building model ships. But any chance he gets, he likes to disappear into the woodworking shop in the garage of his Northland home. Woodworking's been a hobby for Pentamone since his parents bought him a used scroll saw for his 12th birthday. His first projects were simple. It just started as like some simple jigsaw puzzles or just like a silhouette of like a penguin or a deer or something like that. And then I started getting a little bit more adventurous and I found this book called How to Make Wooden Chess Sets. Based on the designs he found in that book, Pentamone began to make chess pieces. Eventually, he made a complete set. Next came a chess set inspired by Roman architecture. Then the city of San Francisco. Let's see, I'm going to jump back here, put a few more holes in it, and then... The chess sets Pentamone makes have large, blocky game pieces. Each is handcrafted, and an entire set can take around 50 hours of work. These custom sets that I make, the base measures inch and a half by an inch and a half. And then the smaller pieces, generally the pawns, they run about two to two and a half inches tall. The king is generally up to seven inches tall. A couple years ago, Pentamone started posting his creations on social media. He soon had a commission for a custom set with a New York City theme. When he finished that one, Pentamone knew he wanted to create a chess set based on the skyline he knows best. So I started researching different buildings around town, really wanted to have something that seemed authentically Kansas City. So I was kind of familiar with the different architecture, some of the more historic buildings, like the Power and Light Building, 909 Walnut downtown. And so I started kind of seeing, oh, that would make a great chess piece. That would make a great chess piece. But creating a design that works takes time. A lot of it comes down to cutting the piece out. That looks terrible. Let's start again. Start from scratch, remake the pattern, cut it out until it works. And even with like little tiny windows that I've tried to cut out, like, ah, it didn't work out quite right. Let's start again. Let's try that right. At this point, he's about halfway finished with his Kansas City set. And the familiar skyline is taking shape. There are the twin spires of the iconic 909 Walnut Building and the spiny sky stations of Bartle Hall. 
Each building he designs has its challenges. I would say the one that I'm still actively kind of working on is Liberty Memorial because it's such an iconic part of Kansas City. So I really wanted to incorporate it. And it's currently the king, but it's square and the real tower is circular. So I'm still kind of working on it. It's been about an hour, and Pentamon is finished with a queen. Beneath his shop lights, it looks like a miniature version of the Kansas City Power and Light Building. And I will sand it real quick. Despite his obvious skill in crafting the chess sets, Pentamon says his chess game could use a little work. I do play chess. I'm not fantastic at it. I've been playing with some friends, playing online, and then it's also like very enjoyable to take a set that I've made and get to play on it with a friend, with my brother, or something like that. So I do play and trying to get trying to get better. With another six months of work left to finish the Kansas City set, Pentamon has plenty of time to practice. For KCUR 89.3, I'm Julie Denishay. This is Kansas City Today. I'm Nomi Nujia Dean. This podcast is produced by Trevor Grandin and KCUR Studios and edited by Lisa Rodriguez and Gabe Rosenberg. To read Chris's story about a potential new landfill and Julie's story about David Pentamone's chess sets, visit KCUR.org, where you can find more local news from Kansas City's NPR station. On Monday, we'll hear about a secret plan by politicians to make Kansas more conservative. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next week.